You're listening to Here for Good, an academic podcast from leading researchers at Avondale College of Higher Education. Welcome to Avondale's Here for Good research series. Today, Dr. Carolyn Rickett, Associate Dean Research, speaks with guest Dr. Warwick Long, who is a postgraduate course convener and lecturer in the Avondale Business School. He brings to his academic role decades of industry and leadership experience. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, Warwick. Thanks for joining us today. It's really great to have you here. Thanks, Carolyn. So I'm really interested in your career because you've had a long and distinguished career in business and then you've moved into academia. Can you just tell us a little bit of your story and some of your journey? Sure. Yeah, look, I had just over 25 years uh, in the business sector and the not-for-profit uh, community, uh, mainly in senior leadership, senior executive roles. That journey took us through four different countries, which was great. And it got to a point where I thought, you know what, being successful, enjoying the work, but there's got to be a, something a little bit more than that and started on a bit of a journey and came to the conclusion that it was more about significance than success, about making a deeper lasting impact. And I was just trying to work out the best way to do that and one thing led to another and we ended up here at Avondale in, in academia where hopefully we can make a significant impact. So talking about that impact, I know that you are so committed to bringing real world experience and transforming possibilities in the lives of graduates and the students in your classes. Can you just talk about how your background in business has really informed your teaching and what you hope for the students? Yeah, it's been a great journey with the students because they love war stories. They love to see flesh put on the bones of theory. And luckily, I've been able to do that because of all of that experience. It's been interesting too because my experience has been through the Seventh-day Adventist church system and so I've been able to give them that context as well, which has opened their eyes. A lot of students have come in wanting that to look at that commercial um, background and that commercial experience, that commercial view, and to have a not-for-profit perspective has really opened their eyes as to the potential and that's been exciting to be able to say, hey, you know what, maybe these graduates, excellent as they are when they come out, could actually get into a place where they make a big difference in the world. I know you've got a particular vision and it's shared by Lisa and the team down in ABS, Lisa Barnes, um, your colleague in ABS. Can you just tell us a little bit about that refined vision? Because I know you've been on that journey for the past few years. Yep. So we, we state our aim as being the Christian Business School of Choice, but with a Seventh-day Adventist flavour to that, because that's that's the worldview that we have. That's what Avondale has. That's what I have. That's what most of us down in the business school have. So we we see being a Christian business school of choice as being an add value to the world, and in particular, the Adventist church, through excellent graduates, through research that's really relevant for the, for the Adventist church, and through being able to provide some consulting services to the church and bring the experience and the learnings that we have at the business school and help the church itself through its leadership, through its management, its administrative governance practices, improve and get better at what they're doing as well. And then everybody wins. Could you give us a couple of examples of some of the spaces you've been working in with that? Yeah. In the consulting side of things, uh, I'm still really actively involved in a number of uh, boards of directors and committees, uh, technical and otherwise. I've been involved in us to, to work with them. And so that keeps me current as well as making a contribution. But we've also been asked to do a number of different jobs of uh, professional development and training for a whole range of entities, 
uh, to also do a lot of stuff about uh, best practice in the workplace, to be able to review structures, a whole range of things that we've been able to offer to the to the church and, and help them get better at doing what they're doing. I know two particular passions of yours that get positive feedback. Uh, one is your lead program for Avondale staff. So maybe we could talk about that in a moment. And the second is your Avondale Business School newsletter. So if you could just share with our listeners what's driving you or motivating you in those two spaces. Yeah, a couple of issues uh, drive that. The first is we just need to connect with everybody. We need to make sure people know that we're around, what we're doing and what we can offer. And so we send our newsletter to do that. But more importantly, the newsletter contains stuff that I think is really relevant to the people that are receiving it. Here's the latest in what's happening in the business world. Here's the latest stuff that we at ABS are doing and how we can help you. Here's the stuff that our students are doing and, and highlight that the students themselves can make a great contribution into their workplaces. So it's all about trying to create an awareness and trying to create a bridge and trying to create opportunities for people to just excel and exceed at what they're doing. And the LEAD program, I know this is the second year that you've been running it for staff and it's widened to, to a a greater participation. Thoughts and feedback from your perspective on how that's going? So the LEAD program is about providing a foundation in leadership for anybody that wants to do it here at Avondale College. And it's every once a month for half a day. uh, And we have a whole bunch of resources and materials as well. And we're working on a structure of leading self, leading others and leading organisations. And so I've been giving people the foundations in those spaces and it's just about creating a pool of leaders uh, in, in our organisation here and, and not just here, but where they might move to in the future so that we've got an opportunity to have this great leadership development um, process that people can then draw from, be great leaders, see things moving forward. I've really enjoyed seeing the content and the development of that program. Do you have a particular favourite topic in there that when you teach it, when you deliver it, you think, wow, that... That really has hit home. It's made such a difference. Uh, probably the, the, my favourite topic is the one I'm currently doing, whatever that is, because <laughs> you just get so immersed in it that it just becomes part of you again. Even it's stuff that you've done many times before. You, you know, I, I try and read more widely, try and find the latest stuff in it, bring that in. And so it's like, wow, this is really exciting again. So I really enjoy it. But I recently did one on mentoring and mentorship and I found that uh, really struck a chord because it, it awakened in me the the mentors that I've had in my life and the people that I've been able to mentor and the value that that brought to, to me and to other people and the possibility for others to, to get into that as well. I think that really um, gave the opportunity for leadership to be multiplied rather than just added. One of the things that really inspires me about the Avondale Business School, Warwick, is the way the team really connects with the real world. Um, They've made a commitment that research is transformational uh, in industry and not just sits as a theorised space. I know that's something you're deeply committed to, coming as a practitioner into academia. Can you just reflect on maybe two projects where what you're doing has such practical relevance? So one project that we're uh, working through now is the role of women in senior leadership positions in the executive of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So what we've done is we've talked to to the women who are in those senior leadership roles 
and found out what their journey has been, what the barriers have been, what the opportunities have been. And we're formulating from that, hopefully, some learnings that will enable the organisation, the church organisation, to be able to ensure they've always got the best person for the job and that there aren't any barriers for whoever that may be and that instead there's a, a clear pathway that enables people to offer their best and be the best in whatever role that they, they are in in the end. I know enablement has been such a key word in that project. Yep. How have the women who've been interviewed responded to the research? They, they really welcomed the opportunity. They were initially a little suspicious, but once we got into the, the interviews and were discussing it with them, they really opened up and, and saw it as an opportunity to create a pathway for others to, to follow and to be able to, to offer, make an offer as well. The, the good thing is, is that we've talked to people who've been at the beginning of their journey and people have been on the journey for a long time. So we were able to get a multiple perspectives on that, which has been great. I mean, it goes to such a key uh, motivation and commitment in ABS, which is, I think, the enablement of others, career progression, providing support to flourish and do well in your job, in your career, and more broadly in your life. Is there another project that you think is deeply connected with this idea about flourishing or doing well in your job? Yeah, there was a project that Peter Williams and I completed a year or two ago, but now we're extending. And the original project was on after hours email, the use of email for outside of work time, work-related emails. And we did a, a rather large survey of Adventist ministers and Adventist teachers and were reasonably consistent results between the two as to how much it imposed into their own time, how much it contributed towards issues in their families and friend relationships. But, but what really fascinated us was that they didn't know how to deal with that. They had a lot of reasons why they didn't like it, but they couldn't offer many ideas as to what to do about it. That was where that project finished and we, we published it in a couple of places and we reported back to people and everybody agreed with it and said, yeah, we understand the problem. So the next phase of that, that now is we're going back to these people and saying, well, here's some ideas, here's some suggestions. What have you thought about? How do you cope? Do you really want to cope? Or is it just a fact of life now? And that's, that's the next phase. And that'll prove really interesting and we hope really helpful because there's not a lot out there to give people um, hope. How do you deal with this stuff? Is it just a fact of life? And yet we need our ministers and our teachers to be people who are holistic, who have these balanced lives and can role model that for their constituents, for their church, for their church members, for their school um, children, the whole realm of it so that they can see this is what a real, well-rounded people um, look like. In terms of your own email practice, having done that research, has it changed the way you deal with emails? Uh, it's changed two things. One, it makes me feel really guilty when I don't do the right thing. Uh, and then secondly, it does make me stop and think. And I am reluctant to email after hours, uh, but but I do when I, when I need to. The hard thing too is to make sure that you are modelling that. And so I'm really conscious that if I do an email on a Sunday or an after hours that I'm actually going against what I'm preaching to other people. So it has, does make me stop and think quite a lot. What's What's your relationship to research now, Warwick? You've come from industry, you're still engaged in industry. You've been on a PhD journey. Does research excite you in any way? What's your relationship with it? 
are complicated would be the the simple answer. Um, it, it's two. There's two components to that for me. Uh, I love the idea of uh, learning and finding out why, asking questions, finding out why things are happening, what can be done, and resolving it. So that idea of applied research really, really appeals to me. The downside of it is that's not always the rewarded way in academia. So it's getting that balance between what's something that's interesting and publishable in journals and what's really relevant for the for the organisations that you're working with. And I tend to default to the what's relevant and what's workable because that's where I've come from and, and that's what I want to see. So I, I like researching and giving answers to people. You're listening to Here for Good, a podcast from leading researchers at Avondale College. Warwick, where did your interest in leadership come from? Um, through watching other leaders and seeing what they did right, what they did wrong, but I realised I also needed to formalise that in some way and that there was a whole world of um, proper learning about leadership. And so I was given the opportunity to come to Avondale in the initial cohort of the Masters of Leadership Management, as it's become known, and I got a master's degree in leadership management and it was a, a great thing. And now I'm in the position where I'm the actual convener for that program here at Avondale. And it's just a great experience to be able to talk to people that I've actually done this course and to be able to now shape it to mould what we need into the future. Because in the 20 years since I did it, leadership's changed and evolved. And so we're updating the program, we're making it much more relevant, much more timely and uh, an exciting thing to do. So what would be a couple of the innovations that you've brought into that course? Um, we're certainly making it more up-to-date in terms of the, the literature, the current practices, making it so that people can apply it into their workplace today and now. Now, we, we have to have the foundational understandings of what's come before because that explains to where we are now, but then to start looking into the future and say, so that's where we've come from, that's where we are, but what can be? and to get people to think in that direction. What I really love about your work is this ongoing commitment to transform curriculum. Whenever we have conversations, you're typically working on something to help improve understandings or practices for students who are going or already connecting to the real world. I know you've forged a number of partnerships uh, in ABS. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about Professional Advantage and what's happening there? Uh, we have uh, a smart hub in our business building, a smart hub being a place where our business has an off-site office. So Professional Advantage is a group based in North Sydney and Melbourne and, and other locations around the world. And they had a number of workers on the Central Coast and in Lower Hunter area who were commuting down on a regular basis. And they approached us and, and we were quite welcome to the idea of using one of our rooms. And they've set that up as an off-site business office for them. So Professional Advantage work there, they're there most days of the week, but it's created a really great partnership because we've been able to utilise them into our courses. They can talk to our students. They've taken our students down to their um, business offices in Sydney, done a lot of work with them, helped them with their CVs and that sort of stuff. And it's just created an opportunity for our students to see real business people in a real environment right there on their doorstep. And yeah, it's been a great thing. A lovely part of that story is the relationship to alumni. Absolutely. So Derek Rippengale, who is the um, owner of Professional Advantage, he's an alumni of Avondale. His daughter, um, Monique, she's a graduate from Avondale Business School as well a couple of years ago. So there's a very strong tie uh, and a number of the staff that are working up here. 
They're alumni of Avondale as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a great thing for everybody. It's a great story. Warwick, I know many of my colleagues here and colleagues beyond that you've worked with really appreciate the practical tips that you have. Can you offer today three or four tips of what would make an, not just an effective leader, an effective Christian leader? Yeah, sure. That's a, a really big conversation because uh, there's so much and you, you can really get me going on that. But I'll, I'll, I'll distill it down to a few of the key things for me. The, the first thing would be to recognise that leadership isn't a position and it's, it's influence. Anybody can be a leader because you've got influence. You interact with other people, you've got influence. So recognise that that is leadership rather than being in a position or a title or something like that. When you get that, then you've got leadership right from the very start. The, the second thing would be to understand that the most difficult sort of leadership is leading self and that you have to be able to lead self to be able to lead others. So you need to spend the time developing yourself, working on yourself and being aware of who you are in order to be able to lead others effectively. When you can do that, the next stage gets uh, a lot easier. The third thing would be to find some key mentors. You're never too old to have a mentor and it's all about seasons of life. Talk to people who've been through this season of life before you. What did you, what did they learn? What can you learn from them? And to mentor others as well, give back uh, in the process. Looking more specifically at Christian leadership, there's probably a couple of things that, that I would particularly target in, in that space. The first one would be stay connected with, with God. You just have to do that through prayer, through um, Bible study. That gives you confidence. It gives you assurance. And it gives you a place to know that you're more often than not doing the right thing, which can be very stabilizing in turbulent times as a leader to know that you, you've, you're on that path. The, the last thing probably for Christian leader that, that really kind of captures it is to love it. Just absolutely love it. Love doing what you're doing because I know working in the Adventist church for me for all the years and, and currently in, in a leadership role, it was a chance to actually make a huge difference. When you go to a meeting as a leader, uh, in most organisations, it's how am I going to um, kill these three hours and, and, and make it the most effective as I can. And if I do really well, we're going to sell more widgets and we're going to do some cool stuff. When I go to meetings as an Adventist or as a Christian leader, we've got a chance to change the world. We've got a chance to make people's lives better, that they have a, an eternal consequence to that. That is really cool. And just embrace that whole thing and say, I'm making a difference and, and do it and make a difference. If we want to know more about your work, particularly the ABS newsletter, Warwick, how would someone engage with that? Uh, probably the best bit is just contact me. Uh, my email is warwick.long at avondale.edu.au. Jump on the Avondale website, find business, and we're all there. Click on that and we'll hook you up with whatever you need, whether it's the newsletter, whether you just want to talk about professional development opportunities or get into our program, whatever it is, we're, we're more than happy to chat. And for reading research publications, as always, people can go to research online at Avondale and can engage in some of the journal articles that you've co-written. Absolutely, yeah, and we encourage people to do so and to let us know what they think. And, and if there's something that they would like us to do, um, we're happy to do that as well. Thanks for joining us today, Warwick. Thank you. You've been listening to another Here for Good podcast brought to you by the Christian Education Research Centre at Avondale College of Higher Education. Technical production was by Connor Bowers and Dale Willis for Honest Crow Studios. For more information, you can find us online at avondale.edu.au.